thinking, like, I never had a problem with this in my hands when I was a kid. I just, uh... Oh, that's going to sound weird if that's where the podcast actually starts. I'm talking about Nintendo c- controller. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's blocky, and I, I see the logic behind modern-day controllers fitting into hands and for the grips and stuff like that. But, like, like even the way I'm holding it right now, I could definitely hit an L1, L2, R2, L1, R1 thing, and all the buttons. Nothing wrong with a rectangle. And that's my opinion. Yeah, we all know the best controller was the N sixty four. Absolutely not. <laughs> I know it, it's as an adult playing it. I was like, how did I get used to this as a kid? This is terrible. I was just we. I just had a conversation with my D and D group about this on Friday, where it, having your hands that close together is absolutely bizarre, and I don't know how it felt normal at all because it feels I, so weird now. Yes, and the GameCube is kind of it's an improvement, but still like. It's awkward. Yeah. But I love the GameCube system. Yeah, I don't want to trash Nintendo, but I have a lot of harsh opinions on Nintendo. (laughs) They've they've only disappointed me for the last 20 years. (laughs) 15 years? Someone's not a baseball fan. No. You get used to your team living or losing unless you happen to be fans of one of the that's I why I switched to Sony, and once I switched to Sony, I was like, oh, they get it. This is so much better and consistent. Uh, I, I think, like, uh, the PlayStation 3 and 4 controller are a little awkward. Like, the the nub kind of things at the end that are supposed to be, like, the grips that your hands hold on to, mm-hmm. it's, it's, like, not enough for my... I don't even have big mitts here, but for some <laughs> reason I feel like... There's like a, a slippery issue there, and and thumb pads. Has anyone ever got thumb pads right? No. And Joel, are, ha, did you just watch Sin City? Because he called your hands mitts, like um, the guy does, mm-hmm. and the the. Yeah, you're uh, talking about uh, my mitts. The Mickey Rourke's character. I fucked Goldie. I didn't kill her. The old days, the, or the the yeah, the old days, the bad days. Yeah, I remember watching that all with, or nothing with, days <laughs> with Jamie when we were when we were in high school, and every time we'd say my mitts, we'd always crack up. He's a simple man. Plus, yeah. plus his hands look like they are actual mitts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thick, thick brain smashers. Was he in the sequel? Because I turned the sequel off after half an hour. I believe he was. I don't think I watched the sequel, actually. I watched it because I think Justin Harrison, a friend of ours from uh, our other show, is a fan of the sequel. And I think he did a review review of it on one of the several sites he writes for. And he convinced me to give it a shot. And... uh, you shut it off after 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I never told him. I, I stopped watching after 30 minutes. <laughs> mm. I don't think... Uh, I remember when the first movie came out and like all all the people I was hanging out with at the time, we were, we were totally into it and we had like the comics and stuff like that. And then I remember one of my friends being like, 
Oh, uh, Marv, that's the name of the character. Did you know they're going to make a sequel and Marv is going to be in it? And I'm like, at the time I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Marv is dead at the end of the first movie. <laughs> it's like I had no way to wrap my brain around like time not going in a linear way <laughs> story-wise, yeah. which is funny because the first movie has non-linear things. Like that character's dead, but he just showed up in this person's story at a bar. It's like, mm. oh. That's true. Um, have you guys seen The Spirit, the other Frank Miller movie? Oh, yeah, I sure did. I got shit to do. I remember I remember, I liked it at the time, because uh, it was like months later, I was like, it can't be that bad. And I saw it, I was like, it's bad, but it's not as bad people made it out to be. Mm. It's yeah, still, not, I, still not good. Don't, don't. Yeah, I, I didn't like it, but I feel like the reaction to it is much too harsh. It's... It's not something I enjoyed, but it's not awful. And I really like, I forget the the main character or the actor who plays the main character in that, but I like that actor a lot. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good okay. effort. I, 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 I like, kind of, it's a misfire, but I like weird misfires like that. Yeah. It does it in style. I mean, like, I wonder if, have either of you seen, uh, uh, what is the name? Captain Captain Butthole in the World of Tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, Sky Captain. Sky Captain. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I couldn't remember. Never it, seen it's fucking a, nonsense. Never saw it, but I, when I worked at Movie Stop, we had like maybe twenty or thirty copies of that. Hmm. That that is like that's like that Blade Two, the Star Wars prequels. We had like thirty <laughs> copies of a piece, and so I I just never bothered buying those movies. And I regret I was Blade 2, because Blade 2 fucking rules. But the other ones, it's like, yeah, there's a reason no one's buying these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I fell asleep watching it, and <laughs> uh, I just never went back. I never felt the need. It's, uh, I mean, it was before everybody was doing the, the green screen everything thing that they did. I mean, the Star Wars episodes are examples of, like, not knowing how the technology is going to work yeah. then either and and now with marvel movies people are pretty used to it i feel like and uh it's so it it's so boring like what i don't is? know how you do that <clears throat> sky captain oh. it's like that's that's you falling asleep that's the only natural reaction you can yeah have. and it wasn't like i wasn't sick i was completely fine Physically and mentally, I was just... It lulled me right to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my name is Joel. With me, as usual, Spencer and Mel. Melanie. Whatever you want to call her. Plastic Werewolf. <laughs> and before I get into the movie proper, this is Series 3 of the Random Picks, which means that on our Patreon, there is an episode that will tell you every single movie that we picked for this series, because uh, that's we do that in a separate recording. Put that up. So for a single dollar at patreon.com slash AIM podcast, you can get access to that episode and also a couple other episodes for the other series. And I think we're going to be cooking up some, may- maybe some like uh, Salt Lake City related stuff. I'm not, I'm not sure yet, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, possibly. We'll see. And we might have a guest, another guest coming up who's a friend of me and well, do you know the other person, Joel? Da- Daniel Stern? Yes, Daniel Stern. 
Yes, I do know that person. Okay, I, a mutual friend, uh, not Mel, because I don't think he's on. He's well, he's on Twitter, but he maybe tweets like once a month. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think I've ever spoken to him before, but you know, we've occupied the same groups on occasion. No, he's a really uh, sweet, gentle giant. Um, yeah, uh, 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 a friend will come. Another friend will come on. Danny Stearns, a Canadian. Uh, cool dude. Uh, yeah, uh, he's been on like one of their podcasts that I know of. That was like yeah. se- six or seven years ago. I think that's about it. Was it the Libtard podcast for people who hate Libtards? Because I don't want him on my podcast if that's the case. <laughs> I mean, he's Canadian, so you never know. <laughs> Did you hear about the... Uh... <laughs> We haven't even talked about the movie that we're going to talk about, but did you hear about the uh, people that were arrested for that convoy out of Canada? Yeah. And they got in front of the judge, and they're like, it's a violation of my First Amendment rights. And it's like, what First Amendment rights? This is Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was an Onion thing when I read it first. Like, this can't be real. And Mm. You know... When when the people who are driving the thing are all from the states, I guess that's you might learn something incorrect. I don't know. Uh, Hellbound Train, 1930, randomly picked by Spencer. Yeah, I wanted to pick. Well, not that I didn't like this movie, but I wanted to pick uh, a uh, Marlene Dietrich, um, uh, Joseph von Sternberg. The father of Nick von Sternberg, who was the cinematographer for Joysticks, Dolomite, um, other classic movies of that same ilk. You know, the, the, the talented one in the family. Only the best. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, so, uh, at, so at the time, streaming-wise, there was no uh, von Sternberg, um, uh, Dietrich movies that were easily findable so uh, I went to this because I'll be honest I don't want to talk about like a like a like a silent comedy because like th- that that's too expected I want to like th- this is more something that won't be covered anywhere else yeah I wonder about that and I don't even think we're gonna give it the due that it actually deserves if you if you're looking for in uh you know, a, a serious discussion on the academics of this movie that has a important place in history. You've come to the wrong podcast. I, I saw Mel had a very good, succinct review on Letterboxd. She's very good at that. Yeah, I I feel weird about this movie in that I, I, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't enjoy watching it. I'm glad that it exists. It's probably not something I'll revisit, but again, I'm glad that it's available and fairly easy to stream. Mm-hmm. I f- it's it, I don't know. I just felt it's yeah, this was an guys, odd one. Where did you guys watch this? I have the box set of Pioneers of African American Cinema because I have a thing I'm working on. Well, one, I wanted it to a thing for Grumpire that I won't work on probably for like an, a year because of school. <laughs> And this will take research, but uh, yeah. So I, I have the disc. How? Did, where? Where did you guys watch this? This was on Criterion Channel, and it had they, they have um, 
what is it? Uh, Verdict Not Guilty and Heaven Bound Traveler as well. And there's a couple of special features on there. So I watched everything they had on there from Geist. Yeah, I actually got in a time machine and went back to the 1930s and located one of these uh, evangelical, like, uh, traveling shows. You went to a town hall meeting or a church? Yeah. Everyone looked at me really weird. I don't know why. Also, I didn't get cell phone service. It was so weird. Hmm. No, I also watched it on Criterion, just in case anyone thought I was a time traveler. Spencer. What? Well, I don't know. I, I just thought you thought I was a time traveler. No, I, I was looking up her uh, Melanie's review, and I saw some people try to rate rate the movie with stars. Like, this isn't a movie Yeah, it's, real, it's rate, not like, that type of thing. It's not... I would even say it's not, like, a movie. It almost felt like you watching home videos from the 1930s, and... Obviously, very surreal home videos. It's not, there's a lot going on, but the footage, it didn't feel like a a film. And here's the part where Uncle Bob shot his cheating wife and the man she was cheating with. And then the devil comes in and dances around his body. That was, I love that devil. That devil was having such a good time. I read, okay, so after I watched it, I read other people's reviews and they were like, man, the devil looks so funny. I was like, that thing's, that's, it's not funny. I it's didn't un- find, like I didn't think it looked funny. It's uh it has, has like old toy quality. It's yeah. like I don't like to look at it. Yeah. No, I thought it was unsettling. Yeah, which uh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. And um uh the so with the devil, the mask, is that supposed to be like a Caucasian man's face? Because it, it looked like it's trying to be like the like the white man is the devil type messaging here, but I wasn't a hundred percent. I yeah I I tried to like find a better quality picture of it, just a still frame shot, and I I don't really know honestly what was going on with it. Again, I just it it's unsettling. What movie is it where they're talking to a black guy about? I, maybe it's Oh Brother, We're Out There, but I, no, I don't think so. And he's like, somebody's like, it, something about the devil being black. And the guy's like, oh, no, sir. Devil's as white as a white man, as white as you are. <laughs> it's a funny scene. Yeah, I can't uh, think of it. it. That sounds familiar, but I have no idea. I have yeah, a weird uh, history with Oh Brother, We're Out There, so it could be that movie. But it's a movie I find difficult to sit through. Hmm. My family was obsessed with the soundtrack for Mine, maybe not, four or five years. So Yeah. Uh, there was a real situation where there was a lot of families, I feel like, honed in on that thing and just constant. My stepmother's family, anytime I went over there, that puppy was blaring. Just like, I cannot... Yeah, uh, I, when I ever try to watch that movie, I skip the music parts because I can't <laughs> listen to his songs anymore. Yeah, it's enough. It's that's too bad. I know. Like my, my dad, like when he likes, to, if he likes the CD, it's all he will play for like maybe two to three years. <laughs> so it's like the Shrek soundtrack, uh, Oh Brother soundtrack, the Santana album from the nineties, the the oh hit yeah, one, mm-hmm. that 
it was my sister's CD, and then he, my dad took it, <laughs> basically. The Shrek soundtrack. I'm I'm serious. Yeah, he loves that I'm soundtrack. I'm so I'm so upset. Um, Forrest Gump soundtrack. Yeah, mm. my parents. I have, love how many soundtracks there are. This is good. Yeah, I never realized it's so many soundtracks because it's either like <laughs> old disco funk stuff or it's very certain movie soundtracks my parents <laughs> will listen to. Soundtrack, you know, before we had the ability to pick and choose what songs we wanted on like a playlist or whatever, like a soundtrack would give you a variety of different things yeah. to like try out. So a ready-made playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I learned about uh, rap from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle soundtrack I had on tape. Didn't know it existed before. Really? Yeah. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. <laughs> well, that's that's usually what I'm going for. Uh, no, of course I knew that rap existed before that, but okay. I I was not. I was a, a half white kid living in suburban whatever, and or I don't I don't know what you would call the town I grew up in, but uh, yeah, like I did. I don't even know why I got oh. that soundtrack because I didn't even like music growing up. Oh. I was like, I was gonna spin say, did, that wheel. Did people assume you listened to like Cypress Hill when you're younger because you're Mexican? Um, I don't know what the Latinos in my area listen to, but you know, I would hear stuff like that, and I, I definitely couldn't identify stuff. Like my brother, my older brother and sister used to live and listen to a lot of R&B and a lot of, like, New Jack Swing. Oh. So that's about as close as I got, I think. Okay. Personally. I can't think of other Latino hip. Oh, Fat Joe, I think he's... he He's Hispanic of some kind. I, I'm pretty sure. I just can't remember what. Why are you talking about my cousin Fat Joe? <laughs> better step do you, off. Do you know who Fat Joe is, Joel? No. Okay. He was a big rapper in like the early mid two thousands ish, but then for yeah. just for just a moment, it was a quick thing. Yeah, oh. he had he was featured on a couple hit song R and B songs, I think, but he kind mm-hmm. of just faded into. Uh, I'm sure he's still working, but he's not at not like not nearly as popular as he was for like maybe two years. <laughs> I'm more familiar with, like, the Bismarcky and, you know, Beastie Boys back in the day and, like, um, the Fat Boys, for instance, too. That, mm-hmm. that kind of era of rap where they just kind of said things in a in a, the same rhythm. <laughs> I don't oh. know how to describe it. Schooly D. That, that went a little too vulgar, though. I'm not, yeah, probably probably not there. Even though not enough did... rap in this movie. He did the theme song for Aqua Teen. Oh, my name is... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's cool. And if you listen <laughs> to his early raps, some of it is like... Oh, yeah, this is like... he, he I think he helped usher in like, the homophobia mm. language a bit. Uh, he, he's a controversial figure to some people. R- real, real, real weird character. He, he and uh, Abel Ferrer were buddies. If, if that gives you any <laughs> indication. <laughs> Maybe they just like the same hot dog stand. Maybe. In hell. So what kind of sins are you guys uh, going to hell for? I mean, it seems like if you tap your feet, you're going, we're all just straight bound. 
Definitely. Mm-hmm. Also, if you don't go to church for any reason, mm-hmm. you definitely go to hell. And uh, drinking, obviously. Smoking, obviously. Gambling and murdering. Mm-hmm. Stealing. So, some of these, like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course you're going to go to hell for uh, disobeying your parents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the cut of... Uh, where was it? Uh, uh, sex, obviously. But I love the part where it's like the 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 girl's going to have sex, and then cut to she has a baby in bed with her after. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, like real life. It says something like girls used to participate in the dance or something like that until and then it cuts to <laughs> her in bed with the baby and I was just like well yeah that'll that'll do it yeah I, I don't have my notes with me because I've got 17 notebooks and I can't remember which one I put it in but I remember making a note that that was a huge looking baby <laughs> it was like a, like a piece of wood that they found outside and wrapped in a blanket or something she's like what? Oh, yeah, there's, like, a scene that that's not where I think where you're talking about is when she's holding it, like, uh, she's sitting on a chair or sofa or something, and she's holding it, and it does not look like a baby. Mm. It looks, it's wrapped up, and it, I was like, I don't know what's happening. It is the devil, after all. <laughs> yeah, um, this movie... Well, first off, this movie reminds me of my family in certain ways, some obvious. And watching this, it was like, I feel like my grandma probably saw this growing up. My, oh, my God. Uh, she was raised Seventh-day Adventist. Very strict. Yeah. Very oh, strict. yeah. Yeah, and uh, this is like the type of like, uh, stuff like she'd get on my mom and her sisters about uh, to a lesser degree when they are growing up. Like, Tiger Beat magazine was banned from the house because it was, I guess, too sexual for, like, a 12-year-old girl. I agree with that. Eyes. <laughs> yep. But, uh, Can't just be watch- looking at no magazines. <laughs> Get all no. sorts of ideas. Yeah, and it's like, and seeing this, the super strict evangelicalness of it and her side of the family, it's like, I, I feel like they must... At least someone, one of, one of those Seventh-day Adventist wing of my family, ha- like, at that time would have seen this and been like, see, the devil, devil's out there. It's a real threat. <laughs> Check out this documentary. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make fun of them because some of them are still Seventh-day Adventists, but it it just made me think, like, I, 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 I bet money that some of them saw this at the time <laughs> in the 30s because... Uh, you know the the the, the husband and wife team James and uh, Eloise were traveling, and I'm pretty sure they they probably made it to New York to like the black neighborhoods because that would have been like oh, a, yeah. a real hotbed for um mm-hmm. uh the ministry. I'm sure. Well, I think they're they lived in Washington, like they lived in D.C. I think, and he's yeah. from Indiana. So I mean. Yeah, I, I'm sure that they they went up there for sure. Hop everything into a train, the car. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the the train running by the the camera shots where we were like keeping pace with the train, 
and I was thinking, are they in a car or is they are they in a train that happens to be rolling by at the same time? Like, it's it's innovative for 1930. I well, actually, 1930 feels a bit late, but still, for people that were just making their own movie, it's kind of innovative. Yeah, well, yeah, no budget and just yeah. pulling it together with people that they knew—it's crazy. Yeah, mm. it feels like um, Oscar Micho, but even cheaper, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. <laughs> if you see Oscar Micho movies, which is not a slight because he was the, I think, consistently good filmmaker. He clearly had more talent and a knack for it, but um, and he made like actual real. I thought I'm just being dismissive of Hellbound Train. But like Oscar Show like wasn't trying to like prove a point about you go read the Bible, go to church. He was like, I want to make movies like Hollywood does, and so he kind of figured out his own way to it. But like looking at this is like, oh man, Oscar had a fucking budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know something else about Oscar. What? He's probably going to hell. That's what this movie told me. I mean, he made buy- a movie. He made Body and Soul, which criticized, you know, the church within black communities. So. Oh, my God. Oh, no. No. I took the Lord's name in vain. I'm going to hell now. Ah! <laughs> and Body and Soul, that came out before this, so... Yeah, 25 or 24. Yeah. Hmm. Which, oh, I just recently read that, um... Os- no, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cecil? Cecil? Cecil DeMille? He wanted to get um, Paul Robeson into like a proper Hollywood movie, like uh, in twenty seven or twenty eight, but uh, the studio just didn't never let it happen, and so he could have been in like a like like, like a, a glamorous a proper, yeah yeah, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's just racism. There's oh no yeah, yeah, of yeah. And, you know they a lot of the reasons they wouldn't let people in there is because it would have such a significant impact on their southern customers and it's it's terrible that they were right because there will you know i other than and the, 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 I, star, know, the star trek experience the, the star trek kiss was censored in certain southern states yeah mm. yeah well, i was gonna say nobody, it's like thinking of how long that was still a consideration for casting is it's insane and it's, it's the whole history of this country's experience why am i talking about this i'm sorry <laughs> spencer i'm sorry it's fine but and like, it's a, yeah you know this this movie is look it just it looks like the pictures that like my family have and and like some of the stuff is like, yeah, this is describing things my grandparents experienced and like what their parents went through. And watching this was like, oh, this is like a documentary of what what their life was like. Mm-hmm. Which for me, like, made it kind of not entertaining, but just like enlightening in certain ways of like seeing like the just the reality of it outside of stories and pictures. Mm-hmm. This is like a modern day version of those like uh, haunted houses that Christians set up which are, which are all about like oh yeah it's we have them here like it's a really big thing obviously in the Ooh. Bible Belt but um, yeah th- there's always it's like the, these cautionary tales of where you go in and it's like the further you go in obviously hell is the scariest thing and yep Christian haunted houses it's it's a trip 
Yeah, there's always a, the, like, the abortion room and like yep. these yep. people, these two men are gay. I'm pretty sure it's always men, not women. <laughs> to be and <laughs> the and then it, that's just two gay men sitting in the room and they go to the next room because because yeah. it doesn't the explanation doesn't have to go farther than that. Yeah, well, remember, they... remember the United States of Terra had an episode where this the gay son uh, is dating a, a I think the like the preacher's kid who's in the closet or some shit. It is it's a good show. Um, it, yeah, and there's a whole episode where like he uh, volunteers to be like the the gay guy in it, and it's like they're like kind of winky, like we're messing with my dad type thing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Now I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's a good Mel, yeah, Mel did you ever go to one of those? Oh yeah. And yep. uh, you know, it, I don't think it saved me. Oh no. <laughs> Was it volunteer, voluntary, or? It was one of those things that I wouldn't say peer pressure, but it was definitely friends of mine were like, "We should go to this," and I was just like, "Okay, yep, okay." You're like, uh, well, because I, okay. I really love Halloween time events, like going to corn mazes. All of that stuff is so much fun. Going to haunted houses, even if they're terrible, I have fun doing it. It's a fun activity. I agreed to go thinking that it was not going to be, I should have known better the people who were asking me if I wanted to go to a haunted house, but once I got there, I was just like, oh, yep, okay, all right, we'll Mm -hmm. do this. So I've been to, I think two, and they were very much the same. There's, There's always just, everyone's going to hell, you need to, it's cautionary tales in each room, so not, uh, not something I would do again. Mm. Yeah, those are about the scariest I can handle. <laughs> too too stressful. I don't, I don't like the feeling of. Have you ever been to a, a corn maze? No. Do you, okay, do you, I don't know if that's like a common thing everywhere, but it's here. It's like they cut out a maze in a cornfield, and typically, what happens at some point? So it's like there'll be haunters like coming out from the the corn and the maze to scare you or whatever but every once in a while like well typically at the end they funnel you to an area where a guy with a a chainsaw that doesn't have a chain on it will chase you it's yeah. a lot of fun i I'd, I'd be the person that would <laughs> probably hit the person this like e- gut reaction yeah yeah fight or e- flight e- and immediately yeah, either punch them and knock them out, or like this, run away immediately. <laughs> yeah, we have the equivalent of that, uh, for but it's haystacks instead of you know in the corn or something. Yeah, because the corn have... is for the corn god, and we would not disrupt that. Yeah, we have um, the hay rides here, and I think it's there's a fam- kind of famous one, Frightland, uh, that a lot of people in, like in Philly in. Uh, Jersey, like to come down to Delaware for every year. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I I volunteer I technically worked, but it was a volunteer thing that the uh, marching band did when I was, I think it was like freshman year of high school because uh, oh, there's a fairground over here in Ventura where I live, 
and they had one of the buildings set up as a like walk into this room see us a, a horror scene walk into the next room and i was one of the zombies that led the team or led the people through the maze but being a gigantic scaredy cat at the end there was a there was an actual like maze with like boarded walls and stuff like that and of course if you rock the walk the wrong way you could get scared by somebody and i would close my eyes and there was supposed to be like a a beam i could follow that would take me straight out but the first time i tried it i got lost and so i was walking through this thing with my eyes closed and somebody was like are you okay and i was like no i need to get out he's like okay just just take my hand and follow me and he led me out of there and i was like oh god i'm so i don't want to i gotta keep doing this until we leave (laughs) <laughs> I, I kind of went in one at the the wax museum in New York City on a field trip, and they have an alternate route for if you too, if you're too scared for it. And I walked into it. I was like, it can't be that scary. And then they shut the doors, and I heard like something in the foggy darkness, and I walked <laughs> the other way. I've been they to sh- so many sketchy ones. Like, kind of, <laughs> kind of, no, no, seriously, though, kind of on my own, too. Like, oh my gosh. Like, not in, in any way is it safe. I went to one in Branson that is, it doesn't, maybe it will sound scary, but basically, it was, there was three people in this entire. Is everyone okay? Silent Hill. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, you can. There we go. <laughs> so the one, this is one that was in Branson, which is a little tiny town in Missouri. That's mm. um, basically just like old country western stars and I don't know, music like magicians, and it's it's a very weird family variety stuff. So <laughs> there was a, it was a combo haunted house dinosaur museum thing. And I went there, went through the dinosaur part. It was not great, but I was just like, this is amazing that this exists and that there's no one here. Why are there not children's, like, this seems like a thing kids would like. So go through, and it's like, well, go, I'll go through the haunted house part of it. And there was probably only two workers in that entire building, including the person that was haunting, quote-unquote haunting, the haunted attraction. And I went so I was going through and it's kind of like cheesy stuff, you know, there's clowns, there's like aliens, whatever, random mm-hmm. stuff all over this warehouse. And all of a sudden I start hearing like weird, like somebody hitting the walls kind of far away, like probably I would say like three sections away from me in this maze. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. What's happening? I turn around a corner at one point and there's a guy in like a really bad clown mask that's not scary, but he was really tall clown mask and he had a a shopping cart full of stuffed animals like a (laughs) completely full and it was a really big like a costco like style shopping cart is huge and he was just walking towards me and he had like a fake rubber mallet thing in his other hand and he was (laughs) smacking it on the wall and i had a moment where i was just like this guy could actually kill me and hide me in here and no one would know about it and i was like Mm. i might not be okay and I was just like, all right, that was cool. I got to get out of here. Personal safety fear. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then I went to another one with my little sister. 
or my stepsister in uh like right near Niagara Falls and on the American side which is desolate and there's like nothing up there anymore mm-hmm. um and they have this it, it was actually really cool but everything was kind of like they had like a Freddy a Jason a Leatherface but everything was kind of like Freddy a Jace like it didn't really look like them but it's like you could tell like okay you're wearing the uniform I get who you are I see what you're going for here yeah and uh, I mean it was more like a horror museum than a haunted house but they called it a haunted house yeah so I I could have easily been murdered there too but I wasn't and everything's Hmm. fine do you like the extreme ones like uh no, no, okay. no. Like, what is the, um, oh, what's that really, like, McCabe Manor or something? Like, the, I don't even know if you guys have heard about that. There's oh, one that's I, I, a I, super... Yeah, I know about that, dude. I yeah. watched that documentary where he's in it, and good lord, he seems like the biggest piece of shit. Oh, yeah. There was, like, a, a girl that, um, she put a video on YouTube of her experience there, and it was horrific. A McCabe Manor, maybe? I don't know. But yeah, no, I would never do something like that ever. I like being a corn maze is fun, a haunted hayride, sure. Like I'm all for that, but I don't want like gross stuff and no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, the documentary features a guy who's like he's always wearing sunglasses. Something's wrong with his eyes, and like his love of haunted houses, like is really sweet and genuine. But they spend mm-hmm. too much time on this asshole. Like that was my biggest criticism of the movies. Like, this guy's really sweet and, and endearing. I don't want to see this sociopath get more airtime. Yeah. You just thought that the sociopath was more interesting. <laughs> There's a really good documentary on. Not that this has anything to do with Hellbound Train or anything. We've diverged really far. I'm so sorry. But uh, there, I we've think we've gone it's like off the mo- rails. <laughs> we have. We've gone off the rails Ooh. fully. Uh. There's a documentary, I feel like it's like My American Haunted House or something, where a guy and his family, I should probably look it up so I can actually say the correct title, but uh, that was a very wholesome, the, their whole family just loves haunted attractions so much, and they started one in their backyard, and slowly it became bigger and bigger and bigger, and they opened up a proper one. It was a really heartwarming story, actually, and it was really cool. That sounds... <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Like a hot bath after a hellbound train. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, uh, actually, uh, Melly might be able to relate to this, Joel. I don't know, possibly. But, uh, my, my grandparents from West Virginia, like, both of them grew up poor, and they would, um, when the cold train would come by in the area, they would always, uh, hang out like in the fields and gather all the coal that falls off for some free coal or if like if it's like other like houseware stuff like resource mm-hmm. things that like would fall off they would like just collect all the excess on the side of the uh, uh, train tracks yeah I know my my grandma's uh, her family she was born in 1940 her family was very, very, very poor, and I. She had stories, not exactly like that, but very similar. Yeah. My my families are from rich background, and so <laughs> like I can't relate at all. They would uh, 
you know, the coal, they were probably own the coal train and the railroad. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> they would I really... eat off of a plate and then immediately <laughs> throw it in the garbage. They're like, yeah. no, if we can't even be bothered to wash this, they'll just throw it out. Yeah. I found that Thor, that scene in the first Thor movie where he just breaks the coffee mug. That's the way. And goes, another. I'm like, <laughs> yes, that's the way you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. He's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but like, so some stuff like uh, some specific things in Hellbound Train remind Ooh. me of well, one like the like the 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 in the beginning was talking about drinking and dancing. That mm-hmm. would have been my dad's mom, rest in peace. But she she is wild when she was young. Like she, uh, I would bring boys over to the house when uh, her parents would were would be away and it would get caught usually and she like went on a boat trip with a boy when she was 15 or 16 and she never learned how to swim and so they didn't know where she was until it was too late and realized well she could drown out on the river or out, or wherever she, where the fuck she's going because you know she can't swim so there's like genuine danger <laughs> oh my gosh I assume when you're you don't know where your child is it's, it feels like genuine danger no matter what they're doing well, yeah, well, yeah like... and then learning that she's on a boat is just like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Don't and... worry, she's only being hunted for sport in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, just like, in like uh, and then the jazz section was like, oh, that's my uh, my mom's dad, the New York side of the family. Uh, <laughs> like, he would have gone to hell according to this movie because he likes jazz and would go to jazz clubs and see like Thelonious Monk and like in Charlie Parker because he happened uh, to like be the perfect age at the perfect time in, in New York City to uh, see all those people I've heard plenty of jazz that definitely is talking about the power of the Lord and stuff like that and not not just like heal not you know asking for heal but it's like you gotta be thankful to God and all this stuff and I'm like this doesn't feel very jazz like and, and like Hellbound Train is like that's not jazz music. Jazz is the devil. I'm like, okay, see, we're on the same, we're on the same track here. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, every, everyone already yeah. knew jazz was a sin. They didn't need to make that part of the movie. That's true. And there's like, there's like so many little details. Like I mentioned earlier, it's like, it, I just kind of like it feels like a documentary, but also feels like it's propaganda that goes so far that it kind of points out it it does point out that how ridiculous these beliefs are if you don't believe these beliefs <laughs> yeah oh, yeah because <laughs> it's so repetitive it almost feels like like parody kind of and it's obviously that's mm-hmm. not what it is uh, absolutely not but it is to a certain point whenever you have the same cuts of just the devil dancing around someone that's just sinned or you know and I like that the title card that keeps coming back, the devil rejoices. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, we're getting ready for him to break dance again. Like, right now he's coming in. Yeah. He's, he's doing that delightful little <laughs> hop that I've seen in, like, the uh, George, George Melee stuff, you know. Yeah, Those yeah. devils always look like they're having a great time. Yeah, the devil looked like the robot devil from Futurama to me. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I, I got yeah. similar vibe. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about what we were talking about. Now I can't remember. That's okay. And I also I don't have anything else to say. So, goodbye.
I like, yeah, everything going to the logical, you know, what they assumed was the logical conclusion. It's like, well, if they drink during the day, they're going to kill their parents. What? If they, <laughs> if you come home early from work, you might find your wife a sinning, okay? And if you keep, for some reason, you keep gambling at the same place, they'll take all your clothes until somebody comes in and kills them. Be, because, I don't know. Is one of your cats okay? Yes, he does that at the top of the stairs when he wants me to come up there and let me let him sit on my lap. Oh. It's Thomas. Okay. We'll tell him he can wait. Mm, we'll see. Uh, I really liked towards the end, <laughs> there was the uh, children who disobey their parents. And the lady's like, don't play in the street. What have I told you? And so all the kids come back in. And, of course, immediately they come out and start playing in the street again. And then here comes the shot of the car that's driving down that street. And I'm like, oh, there better be a dead kid. And sure enough, at the next scene, this guy's car is stopped and he gets out. And there's a kid lying underneath. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> this, is what, this is what happens when you disobey your parents. And then you go to hell. What do you think about that? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Both of you are like, we found that quite shocking, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just so... Yeah, I don't know. Again, it's I feel it feels weird to analyze it because it's just... They're not my set of... It's, it's just not something that I believe in to that extent. So it's very removed from me in that way. But it's... I don't know. It's it's silly, but it's also not, and because everything is made, it's very sincere how they made this. And I think this film. So uh, him is it Eloise? Is that how you say her name? That's how I would say it, but I'm not because I, I on the um, someone that I was listening to who's talking about this because I was trying to figure out how to say her name and they said it differently. I'll say Eloise because I don't know. I'm sorry. But uh, she didn't... I think she did the title cards for Hellbound Train, but she didn't actually... She didn't assist on this one. He had made this before they had met. So she Mm. did... I think the... Verdict Not Guilty is kind of more her project, but they collaborated on that. And then I, from my understanding, Heavenbound Traveler, that's more of a kind of what exists. They think that is the film. They're not certain. They just found all of this footage and they put it together in the most logical way that they could. Mm-hmm. So those films, the other two kind of have more of a, a, a movie feel. It doesn't feel like a documentary. Like there's some more surrealist imagery in those that are really interesting. I definitely recommend watching them. I think Mm -hmm. she's a really interesting creator. I kind of wish we would have seen more from her, but them collaborating together. It's again, I, the fact that we're even able to view these films is so insane to me. Yeah. It's, it's so much more difficult than like a painting or whatever from Mm -hmm. the era. It's like, if you, you can't even imagine the amount of paintings that were lost by people that are well-known painters and stuff like that. But when it comes to film, like <laughs> the fam- the flammable nature of nitrate film back in the day, like we're, yeah. we're lucky we have almost anything. Mm-hmm. 
and even even this was cobbled this was cobbled together from what they had right of the version of hellbound train that they found or a couple of different versions yeah and because then i think that even the like the different versions because the film would get worn out or whatever and they you know cut just cut back in other scenes and Mm. so there's like various versions of the film too I, I just can't imagine this movie being any longer than it already was. Like, if it, if I could complain about a movie from a time period that I I can't relate to, um, we got the point about 35 minutes in. Not to say that I would tell them to, like, stop right then, because I was still having a good time towards the end. It was just after a while, I was like, okay, we get it, we're going to hell. Um <laughs> You're like if we send if we even think about sending we sh- hell sh- just right to hell. It's just right there. Hmm. Yes, and it's it, uh. I want to say, like the only like really f- filmmaker like filmic thing would be like the train metaphor, because okay. it's 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 a very easy metaphor to make and uh, and like uh. I don't, I don't have really much to say anymore. It's just I think it should be seen just purely as like I want a curiosity too to show like the history of film, which makes it sound like boring and important, but it's not. It's <laughs> it's a it's an like it's a genuinely interesting like unintentional documentary about black life in that at that point in time. Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's not boring, and it's something that should be seen. Yeah, there, there's that scene where the two guys are in the the world famous prisoner stripes, working breaking rocks over there, and a different person, police officer, grabs what like two kids. I can't remember what they were doing. He just takes them over. The guys like here's a couple more. It's like that's probably actually exactly how it worked. It's like. Oh, you're going back to prison with these actual prisoners? Might as well take these two. Uh, you know, we don't need a trial. Or just shoot them. I don't know. Eh. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, in your review, it, you know, Mel, or you said something about, like, I'm glad I watched it once. I don't think I'm going to watch it again. It, this is a perfect movie for, like, you should check it out because it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't watch it again, that's, yeah. No, like I, I don't think I would either, and it's not because I, I found it particularly distasteful. It's just like, it's like, oh, that was interesting. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, there are better movies in the, in the box set, but what uh, all, what all came in that box set? I can. If you don't have it, it handy, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, uh, the Blu-ray has, I think, two extra movies that aren't on that aren't on DVD uh, box set, which. I was kind of upset when I learned that when I got the DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, you can watch a lot of these movies on YouTube because of uh, uh, ownership of these, a lot of the black movies of that time are, it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. But, like, I, th- uh, wait, didn't we talk about race movies? I think we did, like, in the Spike Lee season on Body and Soul. But race movies, like, this doesn't really qualify because it's, it's, uh, evangelical propaganda, but it does kind of fall into the whole religious category because so many of them are just based in religion, in this morality tales, 
and uh, the most famous one is The Sweet Blood of Jesus, which is where Spike Lee gets the title of a certain movie he made. Uh, directed by Spencer Williams, and uh, but like it's a, it's always interesting to watch uh, these the race movies of this time because like they're always low budget. There's they're I don't know. Like, I I find them personally it's really interesting. I think they're worth watching, and they're usually like at most seventy minutes, sometimes a little longer, but like in general they kept them short. And this I won't I won't recommend this like if you if if you're interested in like the early black cinema I won't recommend this at all. I'd say it's sort of like Oscar Me Show or yeah. like the '40s era stuff because like. This is just more like if if you like it, then then if you like the other movies, then watch this one because it's the oddity of the bunch. But like it, I, but like uh, Oscar Me Show and like Spencer Williams and uh, like you know like another big figure like that like were making like better <laughs> like quote unquote proper movies. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and like I said, a lot of them are on YouTube. And I have a I have a YouTube playlist of of a whole bunch of them. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to share that whenever this episode comes out. Yeah, I have to actually. I actually have to. I haven't. I'm sure when I last updated it, but uh, yeah, I definitely will at some point. Okay, so the train is pulled into the station. God, I hate train jokes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I found one thing I want to mention. One, the one of the um, coaches, because it's broken up in different sections. Um, oh yes. <laughs> one was murder and gambling. Yeah, and f- I had a note about that. <laughs> I thought it was funny that they. I was like, definitely the same level of crime is happening. And that's. I think that's before <laughs> skipping church too. <laughs> Which yes. I, I, I don't yeah. know if you guys had this, but uh, uh, one of my grandfather's, um, my dad's dad, he just never went to church, and it was just an understood thing of like when we're visiting and go to church, he stays home and like does whatever he does, and growing up it's like, and I, I always ask like why doesn't a granddad go to church, and everyone's like he just doesn't. <laughs> do they want yeah. to? Ha- do they want to have experienced that with like a like a random like grandparent who's like this? They just, they just don't go to church, but the other one always does. Yeah, I knew uh, it wasn't my family. It was a, a family that I knew where their the dad in that family would. It was just known, and it's not that he wasn't religious, but he did not go to church, and everyone else went on uh, Sunday morning, and then they would go Wednesday night. He never went. I don't think uh, I didn't have anybody like that around me, but I don't think I would judge somebody for not going to church because I hated going to church every damn time. And like, there are certain things that I liked. You know, when I was young enough to go to Sunday school, I, I did enjoy the activities, like. Uh, talking talking about the bible stories and like coloring pages or other things like that but when i was too old for that kind of stuff and had to sit for the sermons 
Uh, and our church didn't go for very long. It was probably like an hour and a half service at the most. I just... I, I would take... Uh, they would have these like paper note papers and I, I don't know what they were for people taking notes on what the sermon was saying who, who knows but I would make these intricate flip books so that I had something to do I just wanted I just wanted not to be there so that was me I was your grandfather yeah I remember the episode of that 70s show where they bring up that red no don't go to church I remember like I never related to that show until that one an epi- episode, <laughs> and it's like I'm not alone. <laughs> Other, this is this is a thing, right? It has to be a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Apparently, I know at least two people now that know okay. it's a thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh... So. Hmm. I don't say other 1930 movies, but this is a different. That's a different show. No, no, let's do it. Let me see. Let me see. Other 1930s movies. Have I seen any other 1930s movies? Oh, actually, I have seen a couple. Let's uh, see. The TV one you did on your old show. Yes, we watched the movie Trapped by Television. No, wait. No, uh, Trapped by Television is not this one this year, but a different one, Just Imagine, came out this year, which is a musical sci-fi movie that had a famous uh song from it that uh was about never swatting a fly because you don't know if that's why that fly might be in love with another fly um and it had a character that was a i think an actor that was well known for playing this character who was a swedish immigrant and was therefore oh he was pretty he was pretty dumb he didn't know how things worked and it's it was that wasn't an amusing movie, but the, I think our chief complaint was like, was this like a a thing like oh the Swedes you know they're stupid, <laughs> I don't know. And then I flunked, but the Ozu movie. Oh uh, yeah, <clears throat> that's a whole series of movies. Under the roofs of Paris. Apparently, I watched that. Yeah, and and if people don't really know the Ozu comedies, like early movies are usually comedies, and he didn't start doing like dramas until mid to late thirties, and he did he didn't do sound until I think thirty seven or thirty six. He he was always late to things like sound, um, color, color, yeah, mm. acting. No wait, <laughs> that was fine. Morocco no. was the one that you wanted to pick initially before you picked Hellbound Train, wasn't it? That is correct. Yeah, I for it didn't matter. I was just whenever you mentioned that, I was like, "What movie did you say?" And we couldn't find it streaming. That's what it was. Because I think that's the one where she, where Marlene Dietrich, is in like the tuxedo suit. Yeah, that really iconic shot. Yeah. Hmm something this is a total sidebar but my grandmother for her 80th birthday she really wanted to recreate that and like in a photo shoot which Hmm. is just super badass and really cool yeah that's that's adorable i know she's so cute yeah i think uh when i'm in my 80s i'm gonna have somebody help (laughs) me recreate 
a scene from the first X-Men movie. I haven't picked one out yet, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, be uh, that. I ha- hmm? I w- uh, oh, Melvin, you put in your review that uh, Hellbound Train, the, re- the Restoration, what has music by Sam Wayman. Yep. I was getting, I was before we stopped talking about the film, I was like definitely want to mention that because I I really like the music in this. Yeah. Uh, the music was great and I didn't realize that was him. Mm-hmm. And uh for those who don't know, he's the younger brother of Nina Simone. I think he was a baby. There's a bunch of bunch of bunch of siblings. Yeah, I think I think, most I of, think he's younger. Yeah, he's only in the seventies and he has had one that died who was like almost 20 years older than him like a year or two ago mm. uh, but uh, he has a new album he's trying to work on that has a GoFundMe uh, that he just put up like a few days ago I think so oh, cool yeah he's still he's still torn still making music he's like you know 75 or some shit and still yeah. s- still working but uh yeah, I love has his- anyone ever tried to stop him <laughs> I don't know, and and also he did the music for Ganja and Hess, and he, according to the daughter of Catherine Collins, she said he and Bill Gunn were partners. So I guess they they were they were together for a time. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Or is it not cool? I can't. What's I've, going on? I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. Where am I? <laughs> I mean, I think I said about uh, has anyone tried to stop him? That's what I think. Whenever Clint Eastwood is like, "I've got another movie coming about," I'm like, oh my god, weren't you alive during the Third Crusade? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I like Clint Eastwood. I don't agree with every his personal life beliefs, but no, I just, I just think <laughs> there's that been a lot of that lately. Where in recent years, where I'm like, I don't agree with a lot of these. <laughs> people's personal beliefs but that's okay yeah yeah i just watched the dark side of the ring on ultimate warrior and i knew the one yeah. thing he said and it's like oh there's more yeah, than the one thing he said yeah. yep 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 and also i didn't know he was such a shitty wrestler and watching the clips is like oh man he <laughs> i didn't realize he was that bad <laughs> yeah yeah great face paint like great look but yeah shitty person Super shitty person. Yeah. I was I was just thinking about Hulk Hogan, you know, being revealed to be a gross-ass person. And, like, when I was a kid, Hulk Hogan was, like, one of my fucking heroes. Oh, yeah. My, my brother, he, like, intense. Like, he... And not just wrestling meant a lot to him anyways, but he... Like, everything about Hulk Hogan was, like, that all-American. Like, it was, like, a real like a true hero yeah and uh yeah like i didn't realize that it kind of it kind of like broke a little bit of my you know whatever hero heart that i had left at the time and we saw he was a a racist you know, I, he's an, a human being but he's uh yeah he doesn't want brooke fucking you know he yeah, said no. that he said in a sex tape he, he said the n-word he said i don't want, I don't want brooke fucking Ugh. Oh, oh, yeah. Only I could fuck my daughter. This is Hulk Hogan. Yeah, his new wife kind of looks like his daughter. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. 
Well, you know, we had a president who said if he wasn't related to his daughter, he would date her. So That's totally normal. Man. He's such a normal human being. He's relatable. Yeah, he never there's he no never room. changed a diaper once. That's such a relatable thing for all dads. Yeah. That's true. Never had to change a diaper. I you know what? That man is dead to me. I don't even want it. I don't know why I just brought him up. But it, somebody recently tried to tell me something about him and I was like I don't want to fucking think about him. <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you for trying to tell me. <laughs> you bringing him up just now, I had that mental note of, I haven't thought about him in a while. That feels so nice. That feels so good. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's really, I don't, I want, never mind, I'm going to say something that I probably shouldn't say on, on, <laughs> on the recording. <laughs> I'll say, the, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say a soft. Pants on accident? No, I'll say a softer version. I have a family member who had the the red hat who is not part of family anymore because the my aunt divorced him because he's garbage. Oh, cool. Uh, do you remember the movie The Watermelon Man? Yes. And remember, he's white. He's un- insufferable and irritating. Yes. Uh, that was basically my uncle, but married to a black woman. Okay. And he's. Well. Currently married to an Asian woman now. Every every new wife is a different race. It's kind of weird. And he has a, a white wife, too. I, I think know, it's you know, weird. When you marry somebody of a different race, that means you're not racist. Nope. Yeah, I guess nope. he's trying to prove he's not racist by marrying the I think the that's rainbow. what people honestly think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not to mention fetishizing the women of other races and stuff like that. Yeah. Also, um, he's, uh, I think he has kicked off of Facebook for posting too many, uh, like, QAnon bullshit things, so. Great person. Okay. Thank you, Uncle Bitbop. So the next movie we're gonna be discussing was, uh, my randomly picked movie, 1953, Money from Home, a comedy starring Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, and I've never, I've seen a Jerry Lewis movie. And I've seen Dean Martin in a movie that he wasn't the star of. But I've never seen one of their comedies. Uh, I should clarify something. So in an earlier episode, I said I didn't re- know what Dean Martin even looked like. I've seen Rio Bravo and think that movie is almost perfect, if I'm being honest. But I forgot mm. he was in that movie entirely. <laughs> to the yeah. point that if you ask me who played the, who played the drunk who uh, had the, the problem, I, I would have said... Like um, the the cool uh the cool guy um, uh, Robert, what's his name? But the Hollywood guy who got caught smoking weed in the fifties. He's like always oh, a cool guy. Um, I really don't know who you're talking he's about. He's in Dead Man, the Jarmusch movie. Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, what's his last movie role? Night of the Hunter. The Hunter. Fuck. Knight of the Hunter. What's his goddamn name? Oh, you're talking about. Uh, you're talking Robert about Robert uh, Mitchum. Yes, him. Like, is that if you, okay? <laughs> yeah, if you were asking me like who played a drunk, I would have said Robert Mitchum because like mm-hmm. Dean Martin. Just some about his his physical appearance is like, I can't remember. I like, I have like faith blindness with him for some reason. It's like generic white guy, to me. Oh yeah, but I if you. 
Yeah, no, I get that. Like, even if, if you had told me whenever we were recording that, if you were like, yeah, Robert Mitchum's in that, I would have been like, yeah. And then later I'd have been like, wait, no, he's not. <laughs> but it's like, I get what you mean, yeah. I don't think... I didn't I didn't realize he got kicked out for smoking that wacky tobacco. Yeah, he was defended by a lawyer who defended uh, Errol Flynn in the rape case. Well, that sounds like a winner. Yeah, there's a whole. Uh, you sh- I almost said I think you should leave. A uh, you must remember this. Where are you talking about? It came up on that. I remember. I can't remember when yeah. it came up. Oh, that's interesting. I stopped listening to that show for. I just uh, has nothing to do with the quality of the show. For some reason, I was like, I don't think I'm this interested in classic Hollywood after all. That happened to me midway through every season. I'm like, this is cool, and. Three or three or four, and I'm like, I don't really care about this, <laughs> but, I, yeah. but I have to keep listening because, like, yeah. I, 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 when I form a habit, I have, like, po- listening wise, I have to like finish out a podcast season or listen to a show for like years that I don't like. But if it's a habit, I'm like, well, it's Tuesday, so I have to listen to this one movie show that I won't name on the uh, on air. But I have to listen to it even though I don't like it. And I did it for like three years. <laughs> I was going to say, if it's Cinema Parlor, you can just say it. It's okay. No, no, no. It's a show Joel <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Comes out every Tuesday. Joe Rogan? No. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the, it's like the flop house, but angry. Oh, man. You're talking about Joe Rogan. Cool. Yes. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, that movie that I was talking about, Money from Home, is available on I Have to Go Back from Dead Man to Dean Martin. Oh, I was like, why did you, why were you on Dead Man? And I was like, we just went over this, I got it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, Money, I actually don't have it pulled up at all. Money from Home. Which, based on the cover, I don't, it's, it. It appears Jerry Lewis is on a horse, so I, I, don't, I don't know what the title means. It doesn't matter. It's Anyways, it's available to rent uh, Amazon, Google, iTunes, Vudu, YouTube, you, you know, normal places. Ooh, it's in 3D. It is. One of the posters says has 3D on it. Oh my gosh. That's weird. <laughs> well, that, uh... I don't want Jerry Lewis in 3D. Get the hell out of here. You want M for Murder in 3D instead? That was a 3D one, say? right? Isn't is mm-hmm. M for Murder the one yes. in 3D? Yeah. Oh, M for Murder, yeah. Yeah, that movie... <laughs> I don't know. That movie's not interesting enough to be in 3D, in my opinion, but... That's, you know... It's just my opinion. Okay, I found one poster that says, Dean and Jerry horse around in 3D. First oh. time in color by Technicolor and 3D. Cool Hear stuff. Dean sing. That's it. There's no in 3D there. Okay. I guess you can't hear him sing in 3D. Uh, all of films released a Blu-ray in 2017. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, let's let's wrap this thing up because I think we're just going to keep spinning our train wheels until we train down to train down. Woo-woo! 
think the audience would like it. At. <laughs> I hope so. Nice. So where can we, uh, let's start with Mel. Where where else can the dear listeners hear more of your melodious voice? On Cinema Parlor. You can find me on all social media at Plastic Werewolf. And that's about it. Excellent. Spencer, what about your melodious voice? Um, at Piano Player Pod on Twitter, on Facebook. I'm on Facebook if you want to be friends with me on there, I guess. But it's mostly bird <laughs> stuff at this point. Important content. Yeah. Uh, well, that's my Twitter also. It's mostly like bird. It's like movies, sometimes birds and art and wrestling. But, but mm-hmm. movies are is kind of like moved to the wayside for more important things in my life. This episode will be out in about three weeks. Uh, do you think uh, Piano Player is going to be back by then? At least one episode will be back on a certain uh, filmmaker who will have a 100... would have been their 100th birthday. Anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I am actually excited to watch more of that guy's stuff because uh, the couple I've seen, I'm like... This is so interesting. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> it's really interesting. That's, uh, a, that's, yeah. that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Especially the late era stuff is not likable. But also, that's, yeah. that's the point. I'll, I don't know. We'll get into it. <laughs> he wanted to drive <laughs> you away from his movies. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, if you want to hear more of my melodious voice. I just learned that word. That's why I keep saying it. No, you want to know where I learned that word? From a Calvin and Hobbes comic back when I was a kid. Hmm. That's all. That's a, where I got a lot of my vocabulary. That's good. Mm-hmm. So I'm on uh, Shoot the Piano Player podcast with Spencer. I also do a Let's Play series. I have changed my name because making people go Das Putin JDT movies is was overly complicated. So I'm trying to do this branding thing because... That's what people are supposed to do. So you can, if you search JDT Games, you will find my profile on YouTube. I also have a Twitter account that I haven't quite finished setting up that uh, I will be linking all my stuff on. And uh, still, still playing Sherlock at this point. <laughs> I got lots more puzzles to solve. All right. Yeah. Um, Thanks for your thing. Thank you guys. Yeah. And yeah, I might be on another show. Uh, um, what's that? Show? What's that show? might have been recorded by the time this comes out, I think. But I don't know when Daniel releases things. So, uh, yeah, one uh, it'll probably be recorded on the Indian action epic War, which uh, Mel has at least seen one one song from it I posted on something <laughs> replied with <laughs> I cool. hope I hope you watched it it's a great great dance scene mm-hmm. uh, oh that's a Indian movie dancing going is what you're talking about yeah it's great that's cool yeah okay uh, I want to I want to link to that also okay you have, you we'll you see you next have time. no clue how much I watched the rewatch those dance scenes on YouTube. <laughs> we'll see. 
you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>